All right, children, welcome, welcome. Have a seat on the floor. It's time for story time. When's sit, lunch? Derek, Derek, sit down. When's lunch? Derek, we can. Derek will eat lunch after this. Sit down. My parakeet died last night. Yeah, that sucks, buddy. I know, but you like, want to hear about fine. the time I saw a body? <laughs> Guys, I have. I came across a story um, the other day, and I have shown it slash read it to probably. I probably read it four or five times and like shown it to like five six seven people at this point and it is oh, still uh brady has he has he read it to you huh <laughs> yeah friends huh mm-hmm. is that what you said colton i just was making sure is i heard he, that word i correctly. i haven't heard i haven't heard it so this is the most do you tuck him un- in too okay. huh do you tuck him into bed do you kiss him real soft on the head and the lips i <laughs> uh, give him a little forehead kiss Mwah. sicko um so i have laughed so much at this story and i think it is like guys i'm honestly afraid to read it because i feel like it's just gonna get all of our like funny out like right off the bat but you're you are hyping this story up this is i was about to say this is a lot of hype this this better be like click like splash mountain click hole level of funny to me (laughs) (laughs) you've read that article okay i recently found out why my mom would never sleep around me when i was a kid Like, she'd never let herself take naps or sleep if I was awake, ever. Or if she did, she would lock our bedroom door. So, when I was six, I was asleep in my bed in the middle of the night when I hear a loud bang, like a pot being dropped. And I come out to the living room to see my mom standing by the window with just a huge pile of spaghetti all over the windowsill. (laughs) And then, and a pot on the floor. And I'm like, are you going to eat all that? And y'all, she gets big mad and yells at me and chases me to my room. But then a little while later, a bunch of cops show up and ask me a bunch of random questions about my art. Like one cop lady keeps asking me to draw dragons for her and they seem really mad. I didn't want to get arrested. So I just never asked my mom for spaghetti after that. Lesson learned. Don't ask your mom for spaghetti or she'll call the police on you. So I have this memory in my head and it goes unquestioned until I say it out loud for the first time a few months back. (laughs) (laughs) And as soon (laughs) and as soon as I say the words, when I was six, my mom called the cops on me for asking for spaghetti. My adult logic slams into place and is like, um, hang on. Your mother definitely did not call the police on a six year old for asking for spaghetti. (laughs) So obviously, that's not what really went down. (laughs) I call my mom up to tell her how I remember it. And on top of her figuring out why her kid has always been really cagey around spaghetti for the last three decades, (laughs) she tells me what really happened. (laughs) Oh, God, noodles. (laughs) Okay. So on that night, a man tried to break into our house through the front window. It was just my mom and her kid, so she did what she felt she had to do and shot him in the head. He'd been wearing a helmet, which landed on the floor under the window. (gasps) Now, I just want y'all to put yourselves in my mom's shoes for a minute here. (gasps) This woman has just taken a human life. The trauma of that and the instant agony, the panic, the guilt, the fear, all of of it hitting her at once. Her only solace is the knowledge that her children are safe. She She protected her daughters no matter the cost to her soul. Then she looks up and sees her six-year-old staring at the inside of a man's head before saying, are you going to eat all that? No. <laughs> I was so worried that was going to take a dark turn and it did, but you're right. That was worth it. Oh, That's gosh. so. And that concludes story time oh, with Colton. Man. Right, you promised me a kiss on the forehead. Okay, come on. Okay, come here. Come Get here. in here. <laughs> I, so I mean I've, I mean I feel like it goes without saying I've never seen the inside of another human being's skull. <laughs> I don't know if my like I don't know if my first instinct is to think that's spaghetti. Well, imagine going twenty years scared of pasta. Your like your yeah. entire adult life scared of pasta. Hey, hey mom, are we um are you making spaghetti? What? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. It's nothing. Nothing. It was stupid. Nothing. Hey, babe, come over. I was thinking we could do some like chicken Alfredo. <gasps> no, 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 no. He'll, he's ne- like she has never been in an Olive Garden uh, to this day. 
she seizes at the side of Rigatoni. <laughs> she hears the phrase never-ending pasta and she blacks out. <laughs> that's a that's a life sentence to her. That's what life sentence means. <laughs> that's her that's her per- that is like her personal as above so below hell. Is, yeah. well, is we're never-ending pasta. We're sending her to all you can eat pasta. We find you Smitty Johnson, guilty of third degree murder, has sentenced you to <laughs> all you can eat pasta. All you can eat pasta. <laughs> no, God, no. No. No, no please, God. No. This is not how it's supposed to turn out. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Story time's over. I let's let's get down to brass tacks. But boys. I just got tucked in. Uh- We're done. Get out of bed. You get this is the problem with your generation, Derek. <laughs> Okay, Kim Kardashian, calm down. <laughs> Can't be bothered to get out of bed to even start a dang podcast. <laughs> no one wants to do a podcast. No one wants to do a podcast anymore. You're right. I'm going to work. <laughs> I'm going to take us forward and to stir the plot, a plot cast for movie lovers where we watch the first and last scenes of a movie and then try to figure out what happens in between and occasionally make social commentary. <laughs> My name is Brady. Capitalism always wins. King. <laughs> My name is Derek Fulton. That's hot. <laughs> My name is Colton Hart, and are you going to eat all that? <laughs> well, hey, my name's Tyler. It's that question. Of are you going to eat all that endless soup and salad and breadsticks? <laughs> that's just so. That's so funny. Um. Well, today's episode, I feel like, is not so much about jokes mm-hmm. so much as like the theme mm-hmm. the theme of the joke yeah. right yeah this is gonna be a really like meditative sort of reflective commentary on jokes and comedy it's gonna kind of be like are we doing an a24 film oh <laughs> we are doing an a24 film it's gonna be really introspective and um it's gonna it's gonna be like the plot is gonna say something but it's gonna mean something else mm, who's the muse who's the muse for this um Mm. I, I think it. I think it. The muse is us. Oh, I think we as the audience were the muse. I was the muse for Green Knight. Turns out you were the muse all along. And you know what? If you don't get it, then you're a mindless goblin, yeah. and maybe this just isn't for you. You are a brain dead plebeian, and you don't deserve to go to the movies. Mm. Have fun scarfing down your dying Netflix content, <laughs> you worm. Have fun with your Netflix commercials. They said, hey, <laughs> we're going to start charging you more for having multiple <laughs> lines. Hey, Netflix, that actually is the worst idea, and you've lost 2 million subscribers. Okay. Uh, now here's commercials. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get rid of cartoons and give you commercials. <laughs> yeah, if you couldn't tell, uh, we're gonna do an A2 form film known as The Green Knight. Have you guys seen this movie? I have seen this movie uh, I, twice, in fact. I have not seen this movie yet. Okay, so anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and end the call here, and uh, you can come back in an hour and a half when you've <laughs> seen real cinema. Hmm. Oh, think about what you've done when you feasted. Always. This always happens. When you feasted upon the king's buffet, that is the green knight. <laughs> All right, Colton, go put on your dunce hat and stand in the corner. <laughs> While the whole village pisses on you. <laughs> I don't remember that part of kindergarten. What? <laughs> Yo, wait, hold on. <laughs> you, guys didn't, you guys didn't go to kindergarten in, at medieval times, the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so The Green Knight is an A24 film that came out in 2021, and I would say is probably one of the most divisive movies I have ever seen in my entire life. Um, but we will get to its merits and or lack thereof later. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to take the plot of the Green Knight and we're going to twist it up. We're going to stir it up and make something great out of it. Ooh. We're going to watch the first scene of the movie and the last scene of the movie. And then we are just going to make up what we think happens in between. But since we can't play movie audio, no, 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 no. We respect A24's art and craft Ooh. too much for that. <laughs> art, That's and, why. art and craft. Art and craft time with A24. <laughs> starring Dave Patel. And Alicia Vikander. Y'all, how buck wild would it be if A24 made a Marvel movie? Huh. I think it would suck, to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) It's really, it's just like Iron Man staring out the window for two and a half hours, kind of pondering. (laughs) While while Mitski plays in the background. (laughs) Right. Thinking about his selfishness and how he needs to change as an individual. First scene, Iron Man kills somebody on accident, and it's just like the entire rest of it is him coming to terms. Right. It's him going to therapy. Yeah. 
I, yeah. I agree. Um, but yeah, sometimes you can't play movie audio on the podcast. We've converted everything into screenplay format, and we're going to reenact it here for you guys. Colton will be narrating, and Does Derek he? and I are going to play a couple different characters. Yeah. You guys ready? You guys ready for this this wild introspective ride we're about to go on? I do I'm think ready. that I am ready, Lord Lord Art King. Art thou ready, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> Art thou feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> All right, bring the lights down. Bring those house lights down, boys. You ready? Let's do it. Y'all ready to ponder death? Every morning. All right. <laughs> we fade from black to a man dressed in golden silk robes, sitting alone in an empty stone room. Whispered voices call from the dark. Look, see a world that holds more wonders than any since the earth was born. And of all who reigned o'er, none had renown like the boy who pulled sword from stone. But this is not that king, nor is this his song. A crown floats down from above and rests gently on the man's head. The moment it does, he bursts into flames. Let me tell you instead a new tale. I'll lay it down as I've heard it told. Its letters sent, its histories pressed of an adventure brave and bold. Forever set in heart, in stone, like all great myths of old. We cut to black. Somewhere in the distance, a church bell tolls, and a small barnyard fades into view. Far beyond the wooden barn and past the stone wall, a home in the distance appears to be on fire. Suddenly, a man and woman charge through a door in the stone wall and head into the barn. The woman mounts a brown donkey tied to a post, and the man draws his sword. He unties the donkey, and the two leave the yard. Finally, we pan through a stone window and into a small room, where Gawain, a young man with dark curly hair and a thin beard, sleeps. He jumps awake as a bucket of water is thrown on his face. A young woman, Essel, stands at the foot of his bed, laughing. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Gwen grabs her, and the two share a passionate kiss. She jumps out of his arms and rushes out the door, laughing. Gwen follows. He emerges from the room into the warm hallway of a brothel. Where are you going? To church. Why? Essel throws his clothes to him, then turns to leave. The other women in the brothel smile at Gwen as he chases Essel down the hall. Oh, where are my boots? Hello, Agnes. Are you not yet? What? Are you a knight yet? No, not yet. Better hurry up. I've got time. I've got lots of time. Hey, Essel, wait up. Hurry up. Hey, Essel, can we... Let's just stay here. Can we just stay here? He grabs her by the arm, but Essel casually throws it off. Gawain trips and falls flat on the floor. Get up. No, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready. He's Aww. sleepy. It's He's a Christmas sleepy. movie, guys. Christ is risen. Okay. That's Easter. Oh, Easter. That. Yep. Sorry. We wrong just holiday. had Easter, Brady. Wrong yeah. Christian this holiday. Like, I should know this. Come on, dude. I I mean, I went to Bible school, as we all know, so I knew what holiday <laughs> I was. I should know this stuff. But you, I mean, you did go to a heathen film school. It would have made more sense <laughs> if she'd said the Easter bunny is risen. Then I really would have I really then, yeah. known. Yeah. So I'm noticing some weird things. Okay. <laughs> you don't say. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, obviously we get the first scene of the crown coming onto someone's head and that person's head immediately bursting into flames. Mm, yeah. And then before Gawain has awoken inside of this brothel on Easter Sunday. Yeah. She gets out. She throws water on his head because he's on fire. He's going to set the whole brothel on fire. <laughs> he's going to. Yeah. Uh, Gawain, just his head is just con- uh, continually on fire. It's because um, <laughs> he's hot. Yeah, it's Dev, it's, it's <laughs> Dev Patel. He's such it's, a spicy bad boy. Mm, he really mm. is. Yeah. Um, uh, 
that's how I that's how I act whenever I see someone that's hot. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we all turn, foaming, turn, at, foaming at the I, mouth and collapsed I, to my knees. I turn into a little goblin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave Patel, answer my riddles three. <laughs> but you know, it talks about how we see a man like draw his sword, and there's like a house on fire. Um, someone's yeah. trying to get away. There seems to be some kind of war going on. A war. I think, <laughs> I think that this is a a retelling, a fantasy, a medieval fantasy retelling of the creation of the atomic bomb. <laughs> Wait. Well, okay, hold on. I'm sorry. So the nuclear bomb formed by fission or fusion or one mm-hmm, of those science mm-hmm. words. Um, right. So how are oh, we connecting sure. this to medieval times? So um, the the man whose head is on fire mm. uh, represents the world. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, I gotcha. The crown represents uh, the country that fired the atomic bomb. Because ah. once the world is on fire, they'll be king. Okay, so you're going full A A24. Oh, yeah. I'm like it's all really symbolism. okay. Okay, oh, it's, uh, oops, all oops, all symbolism. Uh, <laughs> oops, all themes. We did everything meant something. We forgot to make a plot. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So the voice says, "Look, see a world that holds more wonders than any since the Earth was born." And by wonders, she means bombs and fire, right. And death, right? <laughs> and by and, wonder, and, it's wonder how many people just died. <laughs> 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 by wonder, I, it means I wonder why my skin is melting off hmm. <laughs> what we don't know is that Gawain's full name in this movie is Gawain Oppenheimer <laughs> <laughs> Gawain Hiroshima Oppenheimer <laughs> Gross. what if what if he is what if he's like wanting to be a knight he's in the like technical development okay. like he's in like the R&D and like so when the when Agnes asks him like are you a knight yet he's like not yet because he went through night training and he found out about the nuclear bomb and he just like, oh. he is not about it. Mm-hmm. He does not want to be a part of a system, but he doesn't want to like, he doesn't want to outwardly like abandon his country. Mm-hmm. So he's just like taking his time and like, he's like, he's left the army, but he hasn't told his village that he's like left the right. army. Right. right. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Gawain represents, um, the world. I, I think the Gawain represents the world. Okay, oh. and we can keep. The, you know, he he found out about this like corruption uh, within right. you know within like the, you know the knighthood, um, and he's kind of going off on his own to like you know figure out what knighthood means for him, and he finds himself in this brothel. Um, <laughs> he finds out what knighthood really means for him. <laughs> right. He said, "Well, that's not it." <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. The 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 scene opens up and Gawain's in a bed surrounded by women. He says, "Yep, that's me." You want to know how I got here? <laughs> in my life, it's pretty crazy. Um, I well, I think I think it's fine. It's fine if we're gonna do oops all symbolism, but we still we still need to we need a plot. No, no, no. We'll no accomplish that's something. Yeah, but like I think the benefit here is I think if the if the audience is confused about the about our movie. I think we did our job right. right They're like, I don't right. actually know mm. how that ended, but then we tell everyone it was good, and then everyone's like, oh, yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. good. Right. All right. Well, so if if Gawain is going to be, if Gawain is going to be our Earth, pure of heart, we needed an antagonist. What is the antithesis? The moon. Of pure of heart? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You think the inverse of Earth is the moon? <laughs> what else is it, Brady? Mars, it's unearthed. It's <laughs> Jupiter. It's, it's the Nether. The yes, he he uh, puts six six by four obsidian blocks into a portal and strikes <laughs> up a flint. portal to the Nether. I feel like there's an I feel like there's an antagonist that's introduced in the second scene though. Oh, that's that's super valid. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Why we've got we've got some interesting symbolism at play here. Right. He's going to night school. He's going to become a good knight. He's going to learn what the knights do. Um, but I guess we'll find out what really happens in the second scene. You think we should read it? I think so, personally. Well then, Colton, why don't you go ahead and and just do it? Do it! Gawain sits hunched over a stump of a tree on his hands and knees. 
a towering human-like creature made entirely of wood and branches, holds an axe steadily at his side. He picks up the axe, ready to swing it down on Gawain's neck. When suddenly... Stop. Gawain slowly and carefully removes a green sash from around his waist and tosses it onto the grass. There. Now I'm ready. The creature bends down and looks Gawain in the eyes. Well done, my brave knight. He drags his finger across Gawain's neck. Now, off with your head. That's it. That's it. The end. All right. Is the Green Knight the bad guy? Is he the baddie? All right. Here's what. Okay. I Everything clicked into place for me. I believe at a certain point, Gawain, the earth becomes corrupted with what? Nuclear energy. Nuclear. Nuclear um, energies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, they're trying to put in a nuclear power plant here in the city. <laughs> Y'all seen Chernobyl? I don't watch Chernobyl on HBO. <laughs> you know I got an HBO Max account. I don't, I don't watch Chernobyl. You know, it's me, Daryl. I love my HBO Max account. That fella, Barry. So I cute. love his antics. I love all the things he gets up to. I am fine um, with my propane. My propane tank out back. That's all I need. <laughs> I don't need nuclear energies. Oh. Nuclear energies. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know why that movie so, laughs so hard. Instead of uh, instead of like nuclear power plants, though, they come up with a much more inefficient way, which is just to drop a bomb, <laughs> grab as grab as much energy as you can, and then like run. Well, nuclear um, power plant, nuclear power <laughs> plant, nuclear power plant. A nuclear power plant. That's what the green guy is. He is a <laughs> nuclear powered plant. He is made entirely of wood and, <laughs> and nuclear branches, energy. And branches of nuclear energy. Wait, wait, wait. Nuclear power plant. <laughs> okay, you're okay, you're playing, but like that literally okay, everything just like my mind the just symbolism. Got the, the symbolism. The symbolism is making the me sweat. Symbolism. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Well, my my original idea was that uh, the Green Knight represented the Earth, and mm-hmm. that um, and it was like you know, oh, he he's like chopping off the Earth's head because it's like corrupted itself. However, however, what if the Earth goes to night school mm-hmm. and? <laughs> 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 the the Earth goes to night school sounds like an episode title for It's Always Sunny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gawain goes to night school, um, where he you know he begins to learn about the dangers of like magic, and like you know witchcraft. Um, because that, that's if, what you had to do. What if magic is just nuclear energy? God. That's where I'm getting at. That's where mm-hmm. I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Colton. Mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. Colton, let me it talk. It represents. <laughs> it represents the industrial revolution, mm, right? It re- that doesn't happen for another thousand years. Yes, magic and witchcraft represent progress. <laughs> but then, uh, Gawain finds this like green sash that right. is being. <laughs> Is being sold. You know what the green sash is? Fossil fuels. <laughs> oh, and he so he gets sold the sash with the promise that it will make him go faster and stronger, right? And like right. like do everything better. But it comes at a cost. It, yeah, he it's destroys limited. like everywhere he goes. He just like leaves like the earth destroyed in his way. That's why. <laughs> That's why in the first scene that house was on fire. That was that the house that was on fire was the previous owner of the sash. Right. Um, yes. <laughs> right. So uh, Gawain gets this sash and he's like, "Guys, I found this new this new power source for us." And all of the knights are like, "Gawain, you can't wear that. That's made of magic." And he's like, "No, guys, like, listen, like, it, it, there's nothing magical about it. Like, it, I don't know. It just made me. It's like, remember those uh, those wristbands they used to sell us at the mall that they put it on you and then they try to like push you down and it was like supposed to balance you. <laughs> That's what he it's thinks like that. this is. Gotcha. Um, he says, guys, if I if I use this sash, we can get places faster and have iPhones. <laughs> and they said, what's an iPhone? They're through tears. They're like, what's an iPhone? <laughs> so." 
Uh, Gawain puts the sash on, but he doesn't let anyone, he doesn't let like his superiors at night school know. And <laughs> does he, he become he a, a midnight vigilante? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. He becomes Batman. Um, it, he goes throughout night school and at, at, he accidentally kills someone. Oh no. At night school with, you know, with the power that the sash gave him, he killed. Well, hey, Hey Colton, we can't literally say the, these things out loud. Right. It's all like a metaphor for like, yeah, coal and all that. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. So, we can't say what they mean with. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, so with the power that the sash gives him, he accidentally kills. Um, hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a foresty name <laughs> <laughs> that could that could represent the Amazon rainforest. <laughs> Tara. 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 Mm, Tara, yeah, this guy, this 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 you know this guy named Tara, and Gawain's really been making a connection with Tara, and like wants to be his friend, and has really enjoyed hanging out with him. Um, but then he accidentally, in a, like a fit of rage caused by the sash, kills him. Or what if what if the sash demands a sacrifice? But yeah. he's addicted to the power now. He's addicted to the power. Mm-hmm. He can jump so high. He can run so fast. Right. What if at night school, you know, because he's had all this power, now he's on the track team. You know, mm-hmm. he's on the basketball team. He's doing all the sports. He's doing right, all right. of them. Sometimes all at once. It's crazy. How does he go? Mm-hmm. That? How does he go that fast? And he's doing really well. He's getting super popular. Getting all the chicks at the brothel. Mm-hmm. He's got Essel. Like, he's got uh, Agnes. His, yeah, he's got Agnes. What more can he want? But one night he wakes up and his sash is like drained of power. It's out like, of oh. fossil fuels and it has to go get a fossil. To fuel... To fuel, <laughs> it needs to frack in order to fuel the no. So he, in order to get more power, it 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 whispers to him in the night. It whispers to him in the night. It's like you, I need I need to feed, I need sacrifice, and he's like, no, I don't want to do it. There's only one person. There's only one person it's you could. Uh, it's like his roommate. Oh yeah, it's his roommate. It's his roommate. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, not Tara. I need to feed. No, and then he he kills Tara, and but then, then he wins. He wins the basketball game at the at the next day. So yeah. he's like, okay, this yeah. is how so, this works. So here's the thing: once he kills Tara, then Tara's body begins to transform. Yes. Into this into this wooden green creature known as the Green Knight, which is nuclear ener- nuclear energies. Mm, nuclear gotcha. Energy. Gotcha. <laughs> and and yeah, uh, he tells he's like, Good, good, Gawain, go and feed me more. And Gawain's like, Will this get me more powerful? And he's like, Yes, I promise. And he's like, I'm gonna go hide in the woods. Um <laughs> and, go live under a bridge. See ya. <laughs> And so Gawain is sacrificing more and more students. And then eventually, you know, the, the headmasters at night school find out and this war breaks out at night school. But Gawain is so powerful. He demolishes everyone. They wake like, up one morning and the <laughs> the front lawn is just covered in withered bodies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, the Green Knight comes out and he's like, oh, well done, Gawain. You've done exactly what I've needed. But now you understand that the belt comes with a sacrifice. Mm, Um, And Gawain's like, wait, what? No. What do you mean it comes with a sacrifice? I told you it comes with a sacrifice. I whispered it to you all those nights ago. Um, (laughs) You don't remember? Our beds are right next to each other. We basically (laughs) sleep in the same bed. You you put the sash in a separate bed. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. (laughs) You made you made me be the little spoon while the sash took up, took up the other twin bed. That was kind of weird. I was grateful for a bed, but still kind of weird that you brought two beds with you. <laughs> um, and so Gawain, you know, he's about to he's you know about to get the chop, and he says, "Wait, stop! No, that, no, don't do this." And he tosses the belt aside, as in like giving up. You know, mm. bad energy for a newer, and, greener, more sustainable future. Oh. Right, but then nuclear power is so strong. I'm sorry, the Green Knight is so strong, and he says, "He says, oh, very well done, my good knight." And he says, "Now off with your head," and goes to chop off his head because it's she too late. Off his neck. It's too late. Every he tears off his mask, and it's Joe Biden. Oh no! <laughs> what you know about Joe Biden? And he says. 
soda. He says, no, no more malarkey. And he chops off his head. <laughs> and then the com- then the communists win and we all die. The, the end. end. The communists win and we all die. That's the story of our time, guys. What's the end credit scene? What's or what's the end credit like music? Sorry. Like what's the Oh, it's um it was a it's a minor key of it's the end of the world as we know it. Oh, oh yeah, there it is. But it's like played on like a toy it's played on like a, ten, a toy piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's a really like slow shot of the earth like burning and it's on mm-hmm. fire and then it just explodes. But it has a crown on top of its head and the crown has like the the radiation symbol. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it dies. We killed Wow. It. That was heavy. Mm. Yeah. Was really you have heavy. to be really smart to get this too. Like it's not <laughs> Yeah, like... we we you you do have to have a master's degree. Yeah. We might right. have made the only movie higher brow than uh The Green Knight. Yeah, than than the actual movie. Um you wanna talk about the actual Green Knight now? Sure. Yeah. Derek, I'm curious your thoughts. Like I said, this um this is an extremely divisive movie. So I'm going to read a quick summary of what this movie is actually about, and then we'll, 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 we'll talk about it. We'll talk. We'll talk. This movie, Green Knight 2021, is about King Arthur's headstrong nephew as he embarks on a daring quest to confront the Green Knight, a mysterious giant who appears in Camelot. Risking his head, he sets off on an epic adventure to prove himself before his family and court, which is kind of... What it's about, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more, a lot more to it than that. Yeah. Well, okay. So this is based off of the the poem, the uh, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Yes, it's an old like 14th century poem. Uh, I know there's historians in the audience. Please yeah. forgive me. Well, yeah, it, it's a it's an it's an Arthurian legend. Um, yes. I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people like read it in high school. To be honest with you, oh, <laughs> I, I I did. I must have, yeah skip that one. So my thoughts about this movie. So I've seen it twice uh, because I took two groups of friends to go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's a nice litmus test to see who you yeah, can and cannot yeah, trust. It's it's yeah, it's a really good uh, test to see like how how down to clown they are. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> I I really liked it because it was it's like it is this like weird artsy very a24 um take on like a medieval arthurian legend and like it's like magical and like they're like scary in some parts and i i i get how this movie is divisive and and to piggyback off of that I get like I get why people don't like it because it's weird and it's mostly symbolism and it's mostly theme. And if we're being completely honest, it can be kind of a downer at times. Mm-hmm. Like this is yeah. not a movie. This is not a popcorn movie at all. Yeah, all of those things also apply to my Twitter feed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, weird, artsy, <laughs> a downer at times. A downer, a downer at times. <laughs> um, I watched a really interesting video essay about this movie but basically Mm. it was talking about how the movie's theme is essentially time so at the beginning of the movie the green knight comes and he issues a challenge to camelot's court he says if you can strike a blow on me then whatever you do i will strike that same blow to you a year later and gawain being the like tough guy wannabe chops off the green knight's head not thinking it through and so The movie he wants is to, basically he wants to like pr- he wants to prove himself to Arthur and like the rest of the Knights of right. the Round Table. And so the movie is essentially him headed towards his death. He kind of goes on this venture where he knows at the end he a, a beheading awaits him. And so a lot of the movie's theme revolves around that idea is Gawain coming to terms with the idea that like he will die. You know, it, how is he going to go out? How is he going to leave this world? Is he going to be a coward? Is he going to take it like a champ? Like, why does he chop off the head? Like, is he just like he's sh- he's showing off? He so the the Green Knight says, "Any blow that you deal to me, I will deal back to you in, in one year's time." Uh, before that happens, like Gawain had been talking to Arthur, and he's like, "You know, I don't have any like, I don't have any stories to tell. Like, I'm not a real knight." Like, I don't feel, I don't feel like I belong here. 
Mm-hmm. And so he sees this as an opportunity to like finally prove himself as a real knight and like have stories to tell and like uh-huh. be seen as a hero. Well, and on top of that, he he thinks he's outsmarted the system. You know what I mean? He thinks that, you know, I might just get a couple bruises here and there on this guy and then that's all I'll have to deal with. But to his surprise, when he cuts off the Green Knight's head, the Green Knight just picks up his own head and walks out. Yeah. You know, he kind of thought like, oh, if I can just kill him, then, right. you know, I'll be it, fine. Problem solved. Gotcha. Yeah, problem solved. But that's not what happens. Um, so a, a big part of this movie is the sash. So his mother gives him a sash that um, will protect him from any harm. No harm can befall him while he's wearing the sash. And there's a double ending to this movie where he eventually finds the Green Knight. You know, we think he's about to take his death like a champ. The Green Knight raises his axe and he runs and he Mm -hmm. he like runs with the sash on. Uh, He escapes and he lives out his days as the king of Camelot. Right. Um, well, it's like he, he lies. He basically, right. he, yeah. he comes back and he basically tells everyone like, I, like I slayed the green knight. Mm-hmm. I did it. I'm a hero. And so right. he becomes a cowardly King. And the ending scene is his kingdom falling into ruin. And he eventually dies mm. in the end, his head, his head like slides off and the green knight mm-hmm. got his revenge. But then it cuts back to this last scene and we go back to the forest and, you know, Gawain, having seen this vision of himself as a coward, decides to remove the sash and just take his death rather than, Mm -hmm. you know, be a be a cowardly man. And so the Green Knight bends down and is like, you did it, son. I'm so proud. (laughs) Oh, man, bud. (laughs) You're doing great. (laughs) So. This feels like a very like weird like like I said like a weird artsy dark coming of age movie. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it is. It is so, truly his coming like, of our age. Character is like going on a journey where Gawain is this like kind of headstrong like headstrong to take you. Sorry, I had to do that. <laughs> um, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> he he's this like headstrong, kind of full of himself a little bit. Um, yes, very much. So. Uh, prideful cowardly kid and he but he wants to be a hero because it's like that's all he's known like his his uncle is king arthur Mm -hmm. um you know he's he's surrounded by the knights of the round table like hearing all their stories he wants to be like that and so he goes on this journey kind of knowing that his death is at the end of this right but he wants to try to cheat death and like everything that he does and like along the way he kind of like he gets robbed and he meets other people that are in need of help. Um, he meets this like couple in that live in like this manor in the woods that kind of tests his honor. Mm-hmm. And then we get the double ending where it's like, you see what can happen if Gawain remains a static character versus if he were, if he were to have that sort of dynamic change of heart where he mm-hmm. comes into his own and like accepts the fact that to be an honorable knight, I have to, fulfill my promise yeah right and like like to me i'm like this is like this is a coming of age film yeah but it it doesn't have it doesn't have the ending that everyone thinks a coming of age film should have well that and it is kind of open-ended because quite literally the last shot is the the green knight smiles at him feigns the chopping off the neck and says off with your head and then it Mm -hmm. cuts to black we don't know if Gawain actually dies or if the Green right, Knight's right. whole plan was to let him go after his change of heart. We'll see in the Green Knight, too. Mm. Right. We'll see. Well, yeah. In the Green Knight franchise directed by Michael Bay. Too right. mean to be green. Too mean to be green. <laughs> this one features the Grinch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so in a way, like I really did like this movie. Um, I completely understand why people don't like this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. It, I it don't. is very like. <laughs> You've never seen it. Shut up. <laughs> if you don't vote, you don't get an opinion, Colton. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, stay silent. Stay in your place, okay. nerd. Um, yeah, it's it's very like heady and intellectual, and like lots of symbolism, and assumes that the audience is much smarter than they actually are. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> My favorite movies, y'all. What would what, what do you think would happen if Christopher Nolan and a twenty a two four made like a movie together? Oh God! 
I um it would I honestly it would be unwatchable. Like yeah, if you <laughs> I would be confused never seen, from I, the first second. I would have I would never see a movie so full of itself. Like, I would say four hundred million dollar budget, forty dollars return at the box office. Bankrupt at twenty like you have yeah. to specifically go to school. Like it's it becomes a major in, in college, like to understand this yeah. movie. Yes. yes. It's showing at one theater in downtown Los Angeles for one night only. After that, Christopher Nolan takes the videotape out and he burns it in the street. <laughs> he and says HBO Max will never get will never get this. Yeah. <laughs> over my <laughs> dead body. Netflix will never have this. They'll never show commercials over my film. Y'all, freaking HBO Max the other day was like suggesting movies for me to watch and it was like the Batman and Dune and I was like okay I don't need you I need you to lower your voice and also you <laughs> think I have way too much time yeah <laughs> back to back um yeah so I, I mean I think we've kind of said all we like Brady do you have anything else you wanted to add no no it's it's a good movie um I think the only way to figure out if this is your type of film is just to watch it you know yeah. The yep. worst that can happen is you get a little educated. You learn something. Boo! <laughs> you have your wits challenged. Yeah. I have something to add. What would that be, Colton? Which is? About the Green um, Knight? I have something to add. Divide. Multiply. Maybe throw a little parentheses and exponents in there. You're a math um, teacher, Colton. We get it. Oh, All no. in correct order. Um, we're time time to add some things together, shake them on up, and move on to shaking not stirred. You really found a way to shoehorn PEMDAS in there. <laughs> we don't use PEMDAS anymore. We use gems. Thank you very much. Oh, are you a math teacher? Yeah. I thought you were social studies. No, I'm a math teacher. I'm not. I can't coach anything. So <laughs> fair, 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 fair. All right. Welcome to Shaken Not Stirred, uh, the part of the podcast where we take a random movie title and we pair it with a random movie genre to create a brand new movie. Um, let's Whoa. see what we've got. Whoa. Whoa! Calm down, Colton. No, Colton, you have a, you have me attached to the wheel. I can't move. Colton, <laughs> stop it. All right, we've got The Sixth Sense. Ooh. As... A movie that we did a whole episode on. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, I was going to say, treading on some familiar ground. I see our old Sixth footprints. Sense as... <laughs> Sixth Sense is a sports movie. <laughs> it's just angels in the outfield, but with ghosts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bold of you to assume that ghosts are not angels. <laughs> How about this? Yes. Bruce Bruce Willis attends, you know, a baseball game. He's he's at a Houston Astros game, and he takes a baseball straight to the forehead and dies. <laughs> Right there in the stadium. And he's got to help his son. He's got to coach his son's little league team as a ghost now. Ooh. Mm. Well, none of the kids, none of the other kids on the team can see him. Only Haley Joel Osment can see him. Right. <laughs> right. So right. it's just, it's just Haley Joel, like acting it out too. So he's like, like, you're right, dad. We should practice our, our running today. Like we should practice our, I know nothing about baseball. Yeah, no, you're, yeah, yeah. no, you're, no, they, they yeah. practice. They practice running fast. Yes. Mm, okay. There can definitely be, I can see some like antics happening where, you know, Haley Joel's like hitting the ball and, and Bruce Willis is like grabbing, grabbing it as it makes contact with the bat. And he just like mm -hmm. flies it into the outfield. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they accuse Haley Joel Osment of doping. Yes. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no 10 year old should be able to hit that hard. Come on. <laughs> he, um, he possesses like, some of the some of the other players to like they catch it but they're not on the base so they're and they like he like possesses them to where like he yeah, makes them yeah, run yeah. around and miss them and all that right i think the way this movie ends is that they figure out that something's going on because you know they're their little <laughs> their little league players are throwing themselves against the ground foaming at the mouth <laughs> meanwhile Haley joe osmond is like hitting home runs just again and again and again one of them speaking latin they find out <laughs> 
They've been left behind. <laughs> <laughs> they find out uh, the place is haunted, and they they call the Ghostbusters, and they suck Bruce Willis up into their little vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's never seen again. The end. <laughs> Another one. Next, we have we have Willy Wonka. Oh no! I got a golden okay. ticket. I've got a golden ticket. As a mystery. <gasps> what happened to these children? Where did they go? <laughs> well, so a bunch of reports come in to the local police station, and they all have one thing in common. There's children missing, and all of them had the golden ticket to Willy Wonka's right. palace. So they're like, something fishy's going on here. Here's the thing. Willy Wonka has already retired and given everything he owns to Charlie. Oh. So now Charlie is being so framed for these children's murders. Do you think do you think Charlie's gonna cover up for Willy Wonka's dastardly deeds? No, I think that he's like Willy Wonka knew exactly what he was doing. Willy Wonka uh, set me the, up. You know, and Wonka's fled the country. Yeah, Wonka's in Tibet now. So, so now Charlie and Grandpa Joe have to do like a a, a global like a, a globe hopping mystery caper to mm. find Willy Wonka and bring him to justice, whether that be cold or warm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> bring us, bring us one more, Coltonimo. What Ooh. do you have for us? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay. Oh, okay. As I quoted this movie to my kids the other day, and they were like, "What?" And I was like, oh, never mind. This movie is like that 40 years old. <laughs> like, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off as an apocalyptic movie. Oh, brother. <laughs> he skips school one day and then the world goes bananas. Bananas. <laughs> Ferris, um, he calls in sick. He borrows the Ferrari and then the world explodes. Or so he he plays hooky from school one day and he's like, I don't really feel like doing anything. I'm just really tired. I'm going to go to sleep. He goes to sleep. He wakes up. The world's ended. Yes. Right. He's the last and one. He left. missed it. Uh -huh. Like his house was not touched. Like mm -mm. he just managed to like scrape by. So now he has to piece together what happened on his day off. Mm. Yes. And how do we get here? And he's going to figure out like, are we thinking like an eight hour sleep or was he asleep for like years? No, eight hours. Okay, cool. That's what I was thinking. The world, the world ended in eight hours. Mm -hmm. uh, and he, we're going to figure out that the real monsters in this world are people. Oh, mm. no. Fossil fuels. <laughs> fossil, fossil fuels. fuels. How, about, how about this? You know, we were talking about fracking. Well, it's just kind of like a, it's kind of like a diamond. You hit it in the wrong place and it shatters. They frack the wrong spot of earth and it just like <laughs> shatters. Fall, falls whole apart. Thing just shatters. <laughs> just shatters except like in a perfect circle around Ferris Bueller's house. Right, right. I think that's perfect. I yeah. uh, per perfect movie no notes. <laughs> so, we are now moving in to we we are moving into the last part of this podcast. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I do. I'm I tired. have stuff to do. <laughs> um, <sighs> I was like, I haven't eaten yet. Um, and you know, what? a big boy's got to eat. <laughs> um, this is real talk where we give you some suggestions of things that we've watched that we think you should watch. Um, I'll start. Uh, <laughs> I watched this past Sunday, a movie called the North man. Oh, um, how was it? How was it? It was very good. Really? Um, Alexander Skarsgård is very good in this movie. Anya Taylor-Joy is very good in this movie. Willem Dafoe is very good in this movie. Bjork is very good in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about this movie, except that it seems to be a lot of Indo-European looking people staring angrily yes. at things. Yeah, so there's just it's this violent, um, spooky in some parts, Ooh. like mag, like magical. Um, well, it kind of dives into like Nordic mythology, right? Yes, I say magical in the sense of not it was a magical thing to watch. It's magical in the sense that there's like lots of magic going on. Oh, and like talks about like fate and destiny, and like you know living up to your fate and um. What is it? Very good. What is it uh, on? 
It's in theaters. Yeah. Theaters. Oh, what are those? <laughs> <laughs> Robert Eggers is now three for three um, of good movies that he's made. I think at this point it's kind of solidified him as a uh, a solid director. Um, he, you know, he he likes working with the people he likes working with, and he's all they're all very good in everything that he does. Um, he he directed and produced it, produced the witch, right? The Witch and The Lighthouse. Okay, because these those two movies felt like they were not even distant cousins, very close cousins right, to this movie. Right, right. Uh, he took a lot of inspiration. Like, he definitely has a way of, like, filming things that, like, you can tell it's, like, kind of his signature style. Mm. Um, but, like, also, this is kind of, like, what happens when you give a director like Robert Eggers a bigger budget than he's had previously. Yeah. Robert Eggers, please... Please let your next movie be the Nosferatu remake you've been teasing us with for like years. Please, 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 please need... come on the podcast. Ro- please, no, you. Robert Eggers, please come on the podcast. We'll do one of your movies. <laughs> we promise to do. Well, we've already done the witch, so we I, need to do the li- we need to do the lighthouse. I now. guess we can do the lighthouse. If you come on, we'll do the lighthouse. We promise. I feel like we on. talked about doing the lighthouse one time, and Brady and I feel like you looked at it and you were like, "We can't. Like, there's like nothing to do. It's too. It's too evil." We can't do it's it. Too- <laughs> the depth. Uh, yeah, I'm going to email Robert Eggers and see if he'll come on the podcast. Please do. Uh, just for the bit, please do it. Um, I have... I'm going to go ahead and clear my palette. Okay. <clears throat> Barry is incredible. Watch Barry. Hey, no, that's my thing. That's what I'm talking about this, this week. It's my turn. Okay. You talked about it last well, week. Well, now that that's out of the way. Um, I watched two things. One of them I want to talk about. One of them I actually want to suggest. Um, I watched Kimmy. It's Steven Soderbergh's new movie starring Zoe Kravitz. I think it's only streaming on HBO Max. I think you can purchase it a few other places. Steven Soderbergh is the king of making hour and a half long movies out of 20 minute short films. And by that, I mean this movie probably should have been 20 minutes long. Um, it is a cool concept. So the idea is that everybody has these devices called Kimmies in their homes and they're essentially Alexas or series, the equivalent Ooh. of, mm-hmm. um, but everything is recorded and then sent off to technical analysts who will like look over the audio and look for issues and kind of help the Kimmy algorithm learn. So you um, said this is a documentary? But- <laughs> kind of. That's what it feels like at times. But Zoe Kravitz uh, hears something like on one of these recordings that she believes is like a sexual assault. And so when she goes to report it, all this like crazy stuff happens. And it's a really cool exploration of like big tech and how the information that we give away without a second thought and the rights we wave to these tech companies can be utilized against you if bad people wanted to do so. Um, That being said, it did not need to be an hour and a half long. It would have been a cool 20 minute short film, Um, but it's worth a watch. If you, if you're interested in the concept, Um, Zoe Kravitz gives an amazing performance. Incredible in this movie. Really, really talented. Um, The other thing I wanted to mention, and I will give a wholehearted recommendation to is succession. I'm a little bit late on the succession train for the reason that to me, it kind of just felt like white privilege, the series, (laughs) (laughs) which it is. Um, I have only seen three episodes, so not very. I, so that I started watching that in our like hiatus period. And so I never like got to talk about it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, the long one, (laughs) which one, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I love it's a really cool show. I'm not super far into it, but I really, really like it. Yeah. Um, it is a really it is superbly written. Yeah. It is really funny. It's really dark. It's not afraid to go to some like it is white privilege the series, but it is very self-aware that that's what it is. And mm-hmm. it does not ask you to like like or root for some of these characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um Kieran Culkin is one of the most like hateable people yes to me i just i cannot stand him he plays his character so well yeah it's but it's like i I don't think he's like that in real life but it's like you almost question like is this just like who you are like you do this so well oh my gosh 
Yeah, very, very um, like Homelander from the boys. Yeah, like he just mm-hmm. kind of has has unlimited money and has been coddled from infancy, and so kind of believes that he is the center of the world. Um, also, Jeremy Strong is wonderful. I'm so glad he's in this series because he was probably my favorite part about The Big Short. He was a really great supporting performance, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of cool to see him doing something very similar with the show. But anyway. I yeah, Succession's really good. I'm only like the first. I'm only a few episodes in on the first season, but I think I'm like halfway mm-hmm. actually. Um, but uh, absolutely started started watching Barry again. It's great. Um, but a show that I watched, I don't think I've talked about this show. Uh, if I have, someone correct me. Um, have you guys seen Devs Mm-mm. with Nick I've, Offerman? I've heard of Devs. No. So. It is really, really good. It's like a very like cerebral, like almost like uh, mystery of like what's going on with this tech company. Um, there's something super weird with like what they're doing. Y'all, um, do we hate big tech? Because two of our four mm-hmm. suggestions have been, do we, do we hate big tech? Do we not mm-hmm. like it? Is it invading our lives in ways that might be detrimental to us as a society? Um, well, I mean, big tech just bought Twitter for $44 billion. So, uh, because, because of quote unquote free speech. So right. Yeah. Let's see. Let's just I see saw, where that goes. I saw this TikTok the other day where it said, I can say what I want. Freedom of speech. And it's like, no, that's freedom of speech from the government. Not for me. Catch these hands. <laughs> um, so devs. Anyway, yeah. devs, yes. Oh, yeah, it's just really like I haven't finished it yet, but it's very much like I'm pretty sure I know the end, but it's like kind of where I'm like I have no idea if I'm right or not. Like Right. It mm-hmm. is it could take a turn so quick. Um and it's kind of like predicting the future a little bit and it's just like all this craziness with time and it's really really good. Cool. Um so if you guys are interested in that, watch Nick Offerman is scary in this in this show it's like like you look at the dichotomy of like him and parks and rec versus this and you're like who are you like this is like terrifying that you're able to flip-flop so well um yeah i so yeah i saw that on hulu and i was like i want to watch that and i just never got around to it which you know is like every show that i need to watch (laughs) for sure um well hey this has been start the plot and we hope you had a a rip-roaring good time while you've been (laughs) on this podcast um, if you did, please go to our iTunes or Spotify page and leave us a five-star review. It's a really good way that you can help people discover the show. And if you can offer us a little bit of financial support, we do have a Patreon with uh, some exclusive episodes that will not be released anywhere else. Um, we've got The Last of Us Part 1 up on there, soon to be followed by The Last of Us Part 2. It was a really funny episode. We had a really good time yes. with it. Um, I very much enjoyed it. So you're definitely going to want to check that out. Um, so visit our Patreon if you can support us financially um, and feel free as always to email us at startoftheplot at gmail.com or message us on Instagram or Facebook. And Hey, Hey, 11 acorn lane. I know you're out there. Thank you so much <laughs> for the use of y- our theme song. Stay electric swing remix. Take us home. <laughs> okay. I preface. Derek, you've been so excited for this. this I, re- review. I really, really have. Um, so, <laughs> um, I, I I texted Colton and Brady and I said that I have found possibly the most unhinged letterbox review that I've found in recent memory that I, I it's going to be so easy for y'all to guess, but I just want to read it. It's by, um, I've watched the green Knight. I know movies, right? Right. Um, <laughs> it's by a, a pro user named Kyle Dune or Dunn. Thank you, Kyle. Uh, this is wow. Uh, this is this is an act on your part that will <laughs> will not go unpunished. Um, so this is for a movie that came out in 2020 or was supposed to come out in 2020. Um, he gave it two and a half stars, and Kyle says. So you're telling me that in this doleful, dystopic world, one of their primary forms of salvageable, non-perishable food is canned beans, and no one in this family is farting on impact? 
<laughs> Not to mention Miss Emily Postpartum Poppins simply must be letting those queefs out. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and Cillian Murphy, I know that man Sharts can't really be that quiet of a place. <laughs> what movie is it? <laughs> is it? Is it A Quiet Place Part 2? I don't know. Colts in? <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. That's the only one I can think of with Emily Blunt. It is, it is a quiet place part two. <laughs> he brings up such a good point. That just it, does nobody does nobody fart in this in this universe? <laughs> the sheer terror, the sheer terror on John Krasinski's face as his daughter rips a fat one. <laughs> He's got to grab her by the hand and rush her to safety. <laughs> Emily oh. Blunt just hears, Purr, and then she just run. <laughs> oh gosh my name is brady king oh my name is jerry false my name is colton hart my name is tyler if you see sandra bullock give her a hug and ask her does she be farting (laughs) (laughs) well ask her what she been eating what she been eating (laughs) you've been eating beans you farting you farting on impact My name is Tyler, and you're listening to the smooth sounds of the 80s. Don't put that in there.